to the engineer. This is one. To the. This is doing everything yourself from the videos, engineering. Um, as you see, yeah, you know the whole podcast set up. You know, right here. Um, I gotta do my own mixing, my own shit marketing. Excuse me while I throw these shades on real quick. Alright, got this view too. Alright, now. I'm talking about some real stuff right now. Um, I just got done telling them that if I had my vote over again, I would vote for somebody who's not well liked. Let's just say that. Right. Let's see, both of these cameras are rolling. 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 Alright, now you get to this. This is how you do it, man. This is how you um, run your own podcast by yourself. You don't need nobody's help. You do everything yourself. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I'm back. It's your boy, M.I. Corleone. It's the Learn As You Grow podcast. Um, not to learn as you um, go. Even though we're learning as we go, but we're growing. We ain't just going. We're growing. Um, and on that note, we're going to talk about what I just said before the commercial. Um... To the people that have been watching um, my YouTube network and all that, they know that I voted for Kanye West as a writing on this election. Because I wasn't feeling Trump or Biden. You understand? So, with that being said, if I could have my vote over again, I would vote for Trump. Point blank period. With what's going on right now, I think Trump can handle it better than Biden can. Point blank period. Assassinate me. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care no more. I'm telling my truth. Um, everything that I say from here on out is my truth. Um... If I die for my truth, then I die for my truth. If I get hurt for my truth, I get hurt for my truth. If I um, if anything happens because of my truth, at least it's because of my truth. Um, as I was just saying, my ancestors came here in 1893 from Ireland when they were starved out. Um. I hope everybody is enjoying that that um, Irish gold seaweed. Um, if it wasn't for the um, United Kingdom, 
um, starving us out. We'd probably never know about that. So, um, you know, we had to go look for anything to eat at that time. I'm not gonna say wait, I'm saying my people. Just like um, everybody says their people, the Jews say their people, they say their people. Now, let's get one thing straight. I hate when people say just white and black. Um, at the beginning of this, I was talking about how um, how people as a youngin used to say I was an N-I-G-G-E-R lover and that I talked like I was black. And I get to thinking like, so I talk like Obama? So I talk like Bob Marley? Um, who, who do I, I talk like Sinbad? Who do I talk like? Like what? What is, what is, uh, what exactly is talking black? Um, it's something that I never got, I never understood, and I never really cared to even try to understand. Because um, at the end of the day, people are going to talk. They're always going to talk. And um, that's why I am where I am and you are where you are. Because I'm not scared to um, to get hurt for what I said. Um, that, that already happened to me. Um, where plenty of people wrote me off from my hood, the neighborhood I grew up in. Wrote me off. Oh yeah, he... Yeah, he's making rap music. He, he's messing with them, with the other people. All right, we don't mess with him. Own family and all. My own family and all. And um, that made me rebel a lot, but that made, it, it hurt. Um, my mom, um, her brother, got killed back in 77, 76, Franny, Rabbit, Coleman, on 29th and Oakford. Um, and my mom had to tell my, my, my nanny about that. And, you know, she had to run and tell her, like, yo, Franny got shot. And um, that affected my life because it affected my mom's life. It affected my nanny's life. It affected all my nanny's kids, you know, she had about five, six kids, and uh, it affected my, my grandfather's life. My grandfather, Paul Coleman, um, who became an alcoholic at that time, and if there was other drugs around at that time. See, at that time, they were getting people hooked on alcohol. It was a big deal, prohibition. I mean, take it away. You take something away from somebody, that's going to make people want it more. You understand? So, like, all right, for instance, if they, they say, yo, Red Bulls are off the market. It's off the market. But I got Red Bulls in the tuck. I'm going to be able to charge $10 for these joints because people are going to want Red Bulls because you always want what you can't have. That's just something that us as humans... Um, deal with. So now, I say, 
that I would vote for Trump again because I feel as though he's more built and ready to go to war than Biden is. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but the real estate market is a very, very, very difficult market to be in. Especially, especially in New York City, Manhattan. What? For you to get a building in Manhattan with your last name on top of it, you ain't no chump. You ain't no walkover. You're not a walkover. You need, nobody is going to tell me that Trump is a pushover. Nobody. Um, Atlantic City. Notori notoriously known for mobsters, mob activity, gang activity, all that. Um, political activity, all that. With that gambling, it was only Vegas and Atlantic City. So if you were on the East Coast, you were going to Atlantic City to gamble at that time. We're only talking about 20 years ago, because when I got out of um, my vacation in Jersey, um, in Annandale, shout out to everybody in Mountain View for Correctional Facility. Um, when I got out of there, um, I got a job at the, at the Brigada the water club and at the end of that I got laid off. It was it was right around the time like the Phillies won the um, World Series in baseball. And um because I remember I was on parole and I couldn't go to the parade that hurt. But um now Trump had his name <laughs> on everything in Atlantic City. Even if he don't own it no more, these people still want that last name on top of that building. He gets paid just to have his last name on top of that building. So that comes with a lot of power. That comes with somebody who might not be from the streets as we said, but are you not street if you went to military school? Your whole um, childhood, since you were five, kindergarten, you're in military school. It's military up. Um, you look at old pictures of him in school. He was the shortest, he was the youngest one, but he was always in the front. They said he was just, a, he would rumble any, any of the big boys too. And like, he's not a pushover. Um, See, I did research on both of these candidates um, before this even happened. Um, people don't even know that if you live in Queens, if you live in Queens, New York, and you live in a house there, or if you live in a project building there, it was built by Trump's dad. The whole Queens. It was a landfill. Nobody wanted that land over there. He bought the whole Queens. And then, let's keep it real. People don't really know. He had a big involvement with public housing. Um, he's the one that built Queensbridge, Queensbridge Projects. The home of Nas. 
and, and so many um mob deep um shall continue um so um and you know later on it, it went down the line that you know uh, some racism stuff was going on and you know I believe that racism exists well hold on racism and um, prejudice is, is, is more the word because um, I always you know growing up in, in the Irish neighborhood um, you know you, we're both surrounded by is white and black and we're both poor we're both broke we both ain't really got ish but we were fighting with each other because the news is telling us that they're fighting with each other out in California and the news is telling each other that they're fighting out down south and the news is telling each other that the news been divided we ain't been conquering nothing at all. Um, we're all taking losses. Um, the 80s. I wore my 1985 All-Star Game jacket today. Um, and um, I think back to 85, the year I was born. And um, that's, the, that's the Reagan era, Reaganomics. Um, that's when crack came into play. That's when real drug money came into play. Before the 80s, I mean, there was drug money, but there wasn't real drug money like there is now. Uh, and then you go to my life, all right? By the time, by the time I, I was 15, I was already taking perks. And even on, later on down the line, 2010, around that time, the young boys in the neighborhood, 2005, all that, they would be taking methadone before they even ever took a Percocet. This is really what's going on in the ghettos across, the, across America. And people don't know that we have so many people that are addicts that came home from Afghanistan. You know, and people want to wanna say, you know, that's on them, that's on them, but... You don't know the trauma that somebody been through. Um, and, and it's not their um, obligation to tell you the trauma that they been through. Therefore, who are you to prejudge anybody and be prejudiced? Until you know somebody's situation, don't judge him. I'm going to tell a story before I end this. And if this is real, my sister died August 18, 2021. Not even, not even a year ago. And, um, One of the last people that's seen her, you know, it's, it's, it's somebody I grew up with, somebody that I, I call my brother, you know. And um, he, he told me, you know, he, he's one of the last people that's seen her. He told me he's seen her where he's seen her. And he said um, he's seen her with a black dude. 
and somebody else seen it before that. And, you know, she was going down there to get what she was going to get. And um, she wound up, you know, overdosing. But the simple fact that that reminds me of, like,